Woo! The Golden Stallion, the man of tomorrow, Savzu, the rated R radio star, the Libertine in Chief. Well, that's one that you're going to hear in this uh, that I haven't used in a... Boy, I, don't, I think it's been a little while since I've ever called myself the Libertine in Chief. Uh, of course, most of those names, you know, just real quick, most of those names were invented by Sovereign Tech listeners, by the Sovereignati, or the Sovereignati, as <laughs> some call them. <laughs> and, I, and I love it. I love all the, all the nicknames. Um, boy, there's some classic phrases I used to say uh, w- way back then. Uh, and, of course, then being, I guess this would have been 2014, um, which is almost four years ago. But, uh, yeah, you know, like I used to always say, spreading the seed of liberty everywhere. <laughs> Everywhere I go, I used to open shows with that. Uh, all, all kinds of shit. Anyway, um, this is another Sovereign Rewind. Now, uh, this is the last of the Sovereign Top 8s that are part of the Sovereign Rewind. That doesn't mean it's the last Sovereign Top 8, because obviously you're going to keep getting more through Patreon. Um and the purpose, this one is one, I mean, it's up to you if you want to listen to it. it. It's it's kind of interesting. Again, the purpose of doing the Sovereign Rewinds or of doing some of the Sovereign Rewinds is that, A, I have a ton of new listeners that have never heard. I used to do Sovereign Tech, what I called Sovereign Tech Specials instead of Sovereign Tech Prime episodes, which are the main episodes that come out every Saturday. Okay, I used to do Sovereign Tech uh, Specials and release them in the Prime feed and uh, And they were just like little bonus episodes that I would do all the time. But usually they were around a topic or, you know, some kind of deep dive or something like this. Um, And I'm releasing them, re-releasing them on Patreon just so that the Patreon feed is more or less all-inclusive. Now, there's no way I can release like every Prime episode because there'd there'd be around 200 or so that I would have to re-release in the Sovereign Tech Patreon feed. I mean, maybe I should do that. Maybe people would find that interesting. Uh, you can let me know, message me, or you know, uh, comment on perhaps even on this sound um, or on the community tab on Patreon. Um, but I, I think it's interesting to put these specials out, uh, and and you know, it gives you a little look into history. How maybe maybe the Golden Stallion used to be a, a little bit of a nicer guy <laughs> behind the mic <laughs> than he was. Uh, and maybe you can see where some of my ideas or things that um, that I would well, maybe some of my angles, some of my theories, whatever you know, have changed. Um, and this is one where you get to see how things have changed. Uh, what this is, it's a Sovereign Top Eight podcast. And understand again, this is from 2014. Okay, uh, so the podcasts that I listen to now have dramatically changed, perhaps from what I was listening to then. Um, so this is something to hear. You know, you're going to get a, I'm, I'm going to explain what, or I'm going to tell you what podcasts I listen to now uh, as part of an update. But, you know, this will give you what I used to listen to and maybe, may, you know, maybe it's something you're going to want to look into some of these podcasts back catalogs. Um, quite frankly, except for two, maybe three that even get mentioned in this uh in this, uh, you know, in the Sovereign Rewind, in the special you're about to hear, not in this, just in this intro, uh, you know, I, I don't, I only listen to a couple of them anymore. Um, I don't, I don't listen to, to really any of the others, for example. So the ones that I still listen to that are on this list, um, I still listen to security. Now, um, I still listen to the Eddie trunk show. Uh, I listen to both of those every single week whenever they come out, though, admittedly, like security now is still, you know, I make I I make the statement in the special um, that uh, 
Security Now is probably the most important podcast in the world. I still think that statement's completely accurate, and in fact, it's just even more accurate now than it ever was. Um, as to where with the Eddie Trunk show, that show has kind of changed because now what Eddie Trunk does generally, and I haven't heard it any different um, in close to, I don't know, it's been almost a year maybe, uh, he will just take sometimes one interview, sometimes multiple interviews that he does on his Sirius XM show. Uh, trunk nation that is a daily show on the volume channel uh, and i do i i do get serious xm so you know i listen to that too uh, i listen to eddie on there not every day because it's like three hours every day and holy shit uh but and and well you know i would listen to it if the serious xm app would fucking let you uh you know speed up like like do it higher speeds like at 1.8 x or two point or, or two x but anyway, the Eddie Trunk show now, which is, well, as you'll hear described in the special, it's a show that's all about, you know, heavy metal acts and hard rock and all that. And with a, a pretty, pretty heavy concentration on the 80s, 70s and 80s bands, which are, you know, some of my favorite. Um, but now he just takes interviews from his, you know, from his Sirius XM show and puts them onto the podcast. So it's kind of a best of of what you can get. So I still think it's worthwhile just because, again, I, you know, I don't have the time. To, and I'm going to talk more about this, but I don't have the time, you know, to listen to a three hour podcast every fucking day. I, I just I, I can't imagine doing that. Um, so anyway, there are some podcasts that I would again, I will update the list uh, more or less of podcasts that I actually do listen to now. Uh, but that that list is very small, uh, very, very small. And I've done updated. I think I've done an updated like top eight podcasts that I listen to. Uh, maybe it was on a Patreon episode or something. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've done an updated one, but I'll, I'll give you what's going on for me right now because it's actually very different than uh, it. I know it's very different from any time that I could have done an updated top eight anyway um, in the past, even if it was on Patreon. So uh, to, to talk about that before I mention the podcast that I do still listen to. OK, uh, again, a lot of the so a couple things. Again, a lot of these like so Giga Ohm's Internet of Things, which is on this list, that podcast doesn't exist anymore. The rest of them are still out there. I don't listen to This Week in Tech anymore. Not really. Um, it's just gotten too crazy. And after everything happened with Dvorak and, and all that, like it, it's just kind of meaningless uh, or it's not meaningless. I just I just don't do it. I, I, I don't know. Like it's it's always talking about fondle slab of the month and i I just i don't i don't have the interest in it um crime thinks the ex-worker that is defunct now more or less um i do believe um i definitely don't listen to puke in the gang uh anymore um like at all and and actually that's not really anything new during the special you hear me say it that i don't i didn't really listen to it anyway um that show has kind of gotten away from the insider liberty ripping that that I kind of enjoyed it for. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, I, I, you know, and I don't mean to knock anybody. I'm just saying I don't I don't listen to that, uh, you know, any longer. Um, School sucks. I will listen to at certain points. Um, Brett Vinat is is a dear friend. So, you know, I'm not knocking anything, but, you know, like he had a recent he had recent episodes with uh, Dr. Peter Gray on uh, that I thought were really cool. Um you know, it's just it's not one where I'm listening necessarily to, you know, to every single episode as they come out, um, but still certainly an important podcast out there. Uh, DH Unplugged, that's still going. I don't listen to it every week or anything. I mean, and that's the thing for a lot of these, like I don't listen to them every week. So Security Now and the Eddie Trunk Show, those are the ones that are still absolutely as soon as an episode comes out, I'm listening to it. Uh, I mean, just especially like security now, if I can listen to it that night and sometimes it doesn't come out till Tuesday night 
And for Eastern time, it's not released until like 11 p.m. or even midnight. And I'll be listening to it right away. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm that, you know, I'm that hooked on it. And as you'll hear me say, Steve Gibson is just an absolute hero. Um, so as far as what podcasts I listen to now, as far as ones that I listen to, like every every instant that it comes out, well, the aforementioned Security Now and Eddie Trunk Show um, are on that list. Uh, I do listen to Iconosass by uh, M.K. Lords. Uh, I listen to that. Uh, you know, pretty much with every episode um, that comes out. I do still listen to Collider's Jedi Council. That's the only one that I listen to. In fact, you know where I think I did the updated top eight? I did it as like a story for the Zog blog at one point. That That's where I did an updated top eight. But anyway, we, we don't need to cover, you know, all of that. Um, th- there's some others that are interesting out there. Like there's uh, com- Command Line Heroes, um, IRL with uh, Veronica Belmont that Mozilla puts out. Like both of those are very, are very interesting. I'll listen to uh, the Lulberts, which I've mentioned. And uh, of course, some of the hosts of that are actually patrons of Sovereign Tech. So thank you, of course, Uh, you know, happy to give you, happy to give you a little bit of a, of a plug there. Um, I mentioned Hack 5. I do still listen to Hack 5. I listen to Threatwire, which is another one. Threatwire, I'll listen to every episode. And that's a nice, really nice condensed. And, and Shannon Morse, who's just, she's just dynamite. Uh, She, she delivers like 10 minutes under 10 minutes and she gives you like so much security news inside of a week. It's really impressive how she can do that. Uh, of course she doesn't like give you the broader analysis, like philosophical analysis perhaps of what's happening of what it means. That's usually where sovereign tech will come in. Um, but I'll listen to that. Uh, you know, I listen to resist the empire, which is the libertarian star Wars podcast by Roger Paxton. Um, I listen to that. So, you know, there's, there's, the thing is, is that some of those are ones where like, yeah, I listen to them, you know, kind of as when, when I feel like it, you know what I mean? But as far as the amount of podcasts where like, as soon as the episode comes out, I'm fucking listening to it. There's really only like two or three you know, where, where, where that happens, maybe four, if you want to count threat wire, which, you know, has, it was only a few minutes, um, that, that would, I guess, make it four of them. So, uh, you know, voluntary life's good. I mean, there's a, there's still a lot of great podcasts out there, but here's the thing is that lately, and you know, people go through phases. In fact, we were talking about this on, uh, on the recent episode of Sovereign Tech Prime, where Stephanie was talking about this, where people go through kind of phases, right? Like when we were talking about Patreon, you know, sometimes people just don't listen to podcasts for a while. And, you know, she and I personally, I mean, we've noticed that that happens. Like there's there's whole phases where we want to listen to music more than we want to listen to podcasts. But then vice versa occurs where you want to listen to a lot of podcasts and you don't listen to a lot of music. And hey, whatever. Um, right now, I'm really on a kick where I want to listen to more so than than any podcast. Um, I want to listen to audiobooks. Um you know, and, and I, I don't know how many, like there's, oh boy, a couple other podcasts, Exponent, the, uh, the internet history podcast. Both of those are, are just, are, are fantastic. But like, admittedly on both of those, I'm multitude of episodes behind. And part of that is because, you know, I'm enjoying getting in audiobooks. Uh, and it's, it's such a pleasure and a treasure to be able to with, with audiobooks and the thing, and I've talked about this recently, but the thing that's hooked me with those, uh, first off is that some of these audiobooks are entire theatrical production, sound effects, music, the whole thing. It's really amazing. The other part is, is that, like I've said before, you know, I can read books now uh, or I can listen to books faster than I can read them by a long shot. And so, you know, like I, that's such a revelation for me, you know, and, and I know it's not necessarily new. You know, I mean, hell, even 
you know, tape audiobooks used to be able to do that where you could play things at a faster speed. You used to be able to buy tape decks that could do that, you know, with audio cassettes. Uh, but man, like it's just hit me and I am going through so many books and, and I'm, I'm absolutely able to retain, you know, what, what I'm listening to. It's not like I'm just blasting through them or something. And, and that is just, that has been so wild. I really, you know, at the risk of people not listening to my show or stopping being patrons or something, please, like all these amazing audiobooks are out there, jump on them, you know, and if you're going to the torrent sites or whatever to get them, I mean, just do what you got to do. It, it is, it is such a remarkable experience to, to be able to consume so many books. I mean, I, I kind of feel like a teenager again, because when I was a teenager, you know, I could read, you know, some, some books, depending upon the book, you know, I'd be reading entire books, uh, you know, in just a couple nights, if not one whole Sunday, you know, I would just be laying in bed reading. A, I remember the first time I read Fahrenheit 451, um, which uh, the trailer for that for HBO looked interesting for they're making a miniseries. Anyway, um, you know, I remember the first time I read Fahrenheit 451. I read that in a Sunday, just an entire Sunday. I just read the whole goddamn book, goddamn book. And it, it was awesome. Um, so it's it's such a joy to be able to kind of do that again while still you know, work with clients, you know, do, do what I do to make a living and as well as, you know, do everything for Sovereign Tech, which uh, is, you know, a ton of work uh, <laughs> that that I don't think a whole lot of people really appreciate. Uh, I mean, it's fine. You don't have to appreciate it. But um, yeah, audiobooks way. I mean, I'm, I'm on a much bigger kick with just listening to those. So a lot of podcasts have gone by the wayside for me. You know, like I said, uh, obviously I listen to security now, you know, every time, you know, every time it, every time it drops. Um, but yeah, and, and, and I implore you to do the same, you know, and if it means that you don't listen to Sovereign Tech for a little while or you don't listen to some of the Patreon content, hey, fine, you know, <laughs> like <laughs> I'm way more interested in or I, I, I feel way more comfort, not in that you're listening to my show, but at the very least that you are working on becoming a smarter quote unquote, better person. Of course, better is kind of subject, uh, kind of subjective, but, uh, you know, I mean that, that, that brings an absolute smile to my face far more so than knowing that, you know, however many thousands of people are listening to my show. Um, so yeah, that, that's, I, I guess that's kind of the, the, the point I want to update with this is that, you know, part of the reason I don't listen to some of these podcasts anymore is because my attention has turned towards, you know, other mediums. Um, and I'm not saying podcasts aren't worthwhile. I think they're very worthwhile. I'm not saying you shouldn't make your own podcast. By all means, go ahead. You might have very important things or entertaining things or whatever things to get out to the world. And, you know, who knows what, what could come of that. And I think that that's very exciting, you know, to do that sort of thing. But, uh, I mean, well, for example, and, and, you know, even if it's a limited podcast, you know, this is something that I'd like to see more of. I'll tell you, here's I don't know if I mentioned it in this special or not, because I think it came after the fact. But, uh, of course, Sovereign Tech co-host Ellen, um, she did a show called The Illumination Hour. Now, I know some Sovereign Tech listeners and patrons like still listen to that show and remember it. This that show was brilliant. I mean, it was fucking brilliant. There's like some odd 20 episodes or something. If you're not, if you have never listened to those, you go and you listen to every one of those right now, you know, but, and, and I like that. It, I mean, I would love it if Ellen, you know, kept on podcasting and I'm honored that she gets to do so through sovereign tech. Of course, I'm, I'm happy to provide a vehicle for such a brilliant woman. Um, but 
man, like, I mean, th- those are, those are just pure gold, you know? And, and I think it'd be kind of cool if more people did that sort of thing where they did limited series of podcasts where you knew it wasn't going to go forever. And it was just this one cohesive whole and, and, you know, and you put it out there. I mean, it's like the, the, I guess the monetization around that would be kind of tough to do, right? Or not, not the, not the, the, the economics, I should say, around doing that would be kind of tough because you'd have to pay for hosting for that podcast pretty much forever unless you use, I don't know, like Spreaker or whatever some of these platforms that maybe offer free podcast hosting of some kind. I suppose one way around that is if you had a NAS, like a Synology NAS, uh, you know, network area storage. If you had one of those, there's software that's built into Synology's disk station uh, operating system that runs on the NAS. I think you can do, there might be options for this for free NAS as well. Um, but you can, you can actually create a podcast feed, or you can create a podcast feed and host the podcast on your NAS. And then people could download it from there. That's really, unless you're doing it from your own servers and creating your own feed, I think that's the only way the economics of doing like a limited run series, uh, you know, really makes sense. Otherwise, again, you're going to be paying for hosting, you know, forever. Like if you put it on SoundCloud, you're going to have to pay that 15 to 20 bucks a month or whatever for all time. Um, you know, they, they, I don't think that they can just sit there without without that hosting model. Like, I think if you stop paying for it, I'm pretty sure it goes away. But actually, you know, I need to look into that. But regardless, um, that's something I would love to see happen. Uh, you know, that sort of thing happen more often. Um, but, you know, because I, I like... <laughs> I like this idea that we're because I, sometimes I worry that sovereign tech can fall into this even where it's more, you know, it's all a bunch of reactionary bullshit. And that's what I'm finding out. That's what I'm feeling like a lot of podcasts are today. This is the point that I want to bring up is that unlike audiobooks, which grant, yes, audiobooks can be reactionary too. audiobooks are this years long cohesive whole or this beautiful piece of fiction that took for however long to, you know, to write. Um, as to where podcasts are just like, you know, it's all news of the day. You know, even if it's a weekly or a monthly podcast, it's still kind of news of the day. And there's nothing wrong with that. And that's important. Those things need to be. I mean, Security Now is news of the day, but it's just it has such impressive analysis. You know, you got to listen to it. Um, I just I'm enjoying listening to things that have long term ramifications, that have long term uh, uh they have they have staying power in my mind and it's not something that's just like oh what did trump do today what did blah 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 do today and it, when when at the end of the day it doesn't really matter because it's all a bunch of status bullshit no matter what no matter who's in office um so anyway that that's yeah that's kind of my thoughts on that so not that i'm a, i'm not against podcasts i'm just admittedly i'm barely listening to them uh you know these days that's that's my that's my my end game here in describing um all of this so yeah so take this uh this top eight for what you will um i listed off a ton here in the opening that uh that you probably you know want to check out if you are still very much a podcast junkie and it's totally cool if you are um but if you are you know those are those are all ones that you want to check out um but other but i again i will say this like other than a couple on here like even the bonus ones that i mentioned i i don't know that i'd recommend those anymore like there's one there's one towards the end um in kind of the the honorable mentions at the end of the special uh that i i don't know that i'd recommend people listen to anymore so again take this as a, a piece of sovereign tech history if you want to listen to it um otherwise you can just enjoy this 20 minute intro that <laughs> you know that that it explains where i'm at um right now 
uh, you know, with everything. And like I said, I'm way more listening to audiobooks than listening to anything else. And, and honestly, that even includes music, like even during workouts, um, I'll be listening to audiobooks, which I never thought I'd really do. Uh, but I am. And I'm also this is also kind of new for me. I've definitely gotten into nonfiction audiobooks as to where before I really wanted I've said before in the past that, okay, like audiobooks are great for fiction, but I didn't feel they were so good for nonfiction. But with a lot of like the more like popular, uh, what what they call pop sci, right? Popular science uh, books and uh, some other things like it, it actually, I find that audiobooks do a pretty fair job um, of doing that. If it's like a really technical thing, like if I'm reading, you know, a book about cryptography and, uh, you know, or if I'm reading, uh, you know, papers, uh, you know, about cryptography and whatever else, which is actually, I know this is going to sound nuts, one of my favorite pastimes. Um, you know, those I have to read. Like, I, I would not listen to those even if I could. Uh, so, you know, there's still plenty of room for, you know, for books on the page, as it were. Uh, not so much in your ear. But um, but I found that a lot of nonfiction books actually do still do work very well as, uh, do, you know, they they work great as as audiobooks like uh, Dennis Quaid they just uh, in fact audible just released this a few days ago um, they or maybe it was a month ago they released uh, the right stuff the, the the original book you know that the movie was was based upon and everything which Dennis Quaid was in um, he he actually narrated it and and it's awesome I mean it, it is like just a, just a great ride uh, so yeah you know I, I can <laughs> You can appreciate those sorts of things, even though that's kind of, you know, it's more or less nonfiction. You can appreci- appreciate that um, even in audiobook form. So I, my mind's kind of even changed on that. But yeah, listening to a lot of audiobooks now. Anyway, here is your uh, Let's Set the Wayback Machine for 2014 to find out about the podcasts that I used to care about, some of which I do still care about, and some of which I recommend you never, ever listen to, even if I said at the time that you should. Uh, so... <laughs> So anyway, whoo, uh, I'll let the music ride this one out and uh, and I will see you on the other side and lots of other great Patreon content coming out, of course. Um, and there will be just just quick. There will be other Sovereign Rewinds that are not Sovereign Top 8s. Uh, but anyway, those will be coming out interspersed over the over the months and years because there's like 60 of them. I mean, they're like they're, there's there's really a lot. So but uh, a lot of original content, of course, is the most important thing that you get on Patreon. It's what you pay for. So you're going to get it. Woo! I will see you on the other side. Accessing agent files. Brian Sovereign, early 21st century anarchist, creator and host of the podcast Sovereign Check. By the year 2021, the show would be instrumental in the downfall of various conservative ideologies in the government, helping usher in an incredible time. Hey, want to take a walk on the wild side and experience the bleeding edge of technology? Then get ready because it doesn't get much more edgy than this. You're in for a wild ride. You're listening to Sovereign Tech with your host, the man in triple black, the golden stallion of the tech world, Brian Sovereign. He's got a huge brain. And now here's Brian. The Rembrandt of the podcast canvas, the golden stallion, the man of tomorrow here for you, the libertine in chief Rembrandt of the podcast canvas. See, now that was... That's one I did used used to use a lot, uh, very early on in the beginning of the show, <laughs> and uh, 
I knew there were other ones that I that I other nicknames that I'd come up with uh, that that I wasn't using much anymore. But but there's one, the Rembrandt of the podcast canvas. Anyway, that's a fitting one because uh, what I've got here for you is a top eight. I love doing my Sovereign Tech top eights. So a nice special here for you uh, because, you know, I will be uh, I want to provide as much content as, as I can as I will be going away for or not going away that far, but we'll be at Liberty Forum uh, 2015. And so, you know, I want to make sure that that listeners have, have plenty to hear about it. Now, of course, I will do I'm sure Stephanie and I will do a uh, the lovely and hyperintelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy will do a, a wrap up show of Liberty Forum, how it went. You know, maybe that won't be as long as some of the past, but then maybe it will. I don't know. Whenever we get in front of the microphones, it seems we talk for uh, for two hours regardless. We still have that episode from Cancun that we recorded that we will be releasing. Well, we'll figure out how that's going to get released, but that's that's for the future. So anyway, <laughs> um, but anyway, I, I yeah, <laughs> somebody's uh, making the the money sign there. I don't anyway. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that means. It's it's that good. They're going to have to pay. Oh man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Stephanie is the producer of the show. What can I say? Um, but <laughs> so I got a little top eight here for you uh, that I wanted to go over. And as I called myself the Rembrandt of the podcast canvas, quite frankly, um, I am a fan of podcasts. Obviously, of course, I like to call Sovereign Tech a newscast uh, these days more than anything. And certainly, plenty of these would fall better under the newscast category, perhaps. Um, but I want to share with you my top eight podcasts. Uh, there are certainly lots of other podcasts that I listen to that are not on here that I like just as well. But, uh, you know, I've, I've chosen the arbitrary number of eight and I've decided to share eight of them at least with maybe a couple of little bonuses uh, at the end, because this is going to be ones that are presently running. Those they are the only ones I'm going to go over. I mean, there's plenty of podcasts that have come and gone uh, that I really enjoyed. In fact, there used to be one. I listened to a podcast. This is before I went to the army. Uh, I listened to a podcast. This would have been in 2000, 2001 by a guy named Chris Hanel, who he did digital llama radio, I think was the name of it. And if, if I remember correctly, and maybe that had something to do with Winamp or whatever, but I think he was an Apple fanboy at the time, which so was I. So yeah, anyway, uh, <laughs> So, uh, Digital Llama Radio, it was like a Star Wars slash geek podcast before podcasting was even a thing. And Chris Hanel actually helped make a, he made a movie called, uh, the, the force or something like that. It was like, if, if you remember free enterprise, he, uh, the movie free enterprise, not the concept, <laughs> but the movie free enterprise where it was like, uh, you know, a bunch of, uh, you know, nerds getting together, you know, and like, just like their lives as nerds, you know, and dealing with falling in love and all this stuff. Uh, this was very, a very similar movie and it's terrible. I can't think of the damn name of the thing. So I know I have a copy of it somewhere, but it used to be when the force.net was showing off star Wars fan films, this was one of them, but it wasn't something that actually took place like where they were pretending it to be star Wars. They were doing more of a free enterprise where it was about fans of star Wars and really ahead of its time. And it's still a great flick, um, to, to watch. It's just, it's terrible that I can't think of the damn name. <laughs> so anyway, Chris Hanel, did that. That was like the first podcast I ever listened to. Obviously that only went a few episodes um, and is still not around, but way, way ahead of its time. So I've been enjoying podcasts for a really long time is the whole point that I want to share with you. 
Um, so let's get into this. Now, these are these are have varied topics. They are not anarchist particularly. They are not even technology particularly. Uh, this is just a top eight of podcasts that I still listen to that I enjoy uh, that that are pretty much must downloads, you know, where I want to listen to them every week. Uh, and, you know, when I listen to I use a uh, pocket cast on my Android phone for my, you know, for my pod catching on my computer, I'll use G Potter, uh, which is a great cross platform option for that, uh, you know, to, to check stuff out. And I generally, none of these listed are particularly like there's ones that I love, like hack five, that's H A K five by Darren kitchen and snubs. Uh, I really, or Shannon Morse, I really enjoy hack five, but that you cannot just listen to hack five. It is a video, uh, you know, podcast, uh, for lack of a better phrase. And, and so none of these are that these are all ones that you can just listen to. Maybe some of them have video and it might make it a little bit better if you do watch the video, but you can easily get by just listening to them. Because when I listen to them in pocket casts, I listen to them at two X speed, uh, generally, unless they're talking about a really like fine point subject. And, you know, I really, really need to be catching the details. Then I'll listen to it, you know, 1.5 or 1.3, uh, or something. So, you know, funny thing about that while we're talking about podcasts here, uh, when I finally say the, the offhand chance happens, like I want to watch something on twit, which is the, uh, twit is Leo Laporte's network, arguably the biggest podcast network in the most, uh, you know, really, um, most well done certainly. And also, uh, I mean, the most successful as far as, you know, even money wise and whatever else uh, they do really, really well for themselves. They do better than some television networks than probably most television networks. Uh, you know what, when I, when I, maybe I'm catching it online or I'm watching it live. Sometimes I like to catch twit live on Sundays, the actual show this week in tech and God, everybody talks so slow. <laughs> it's kind of weird, but I know in years past when I've listened to Leo Laporte, he sounded totally normal, but now everything just sounds slow when, when you get used to listening to everything at 2X. And in fact, you know, let me know if you listen to my show in 2X, I'm curious what I, what I sound like in that. I, I've, I've done it before and I, I feel like I feel kind of bad about this because on the one end, you know, I just, I want to get the information in and that's the end of it. But on the other myself, I have a presentation style that I like to deliver with, you know, pregnant pauses and all this stuff. And as they're called, they're called pregnant pauses. <laughs> and so I would feel that listening to me in two X would kind of kill that presentation. Now, most of the shows I listen to, I don't think, you know, rely on that kind of presentation style so much. And the only other guy I can think of that has a presentation style is like uh, Chris Jericho with uh, talk is Jericho. But yeah, I wonder if that kind of ruins things. I don't know. You you can email me, Brian at Zomi offline games.com. If, if you, if you do happen to do that and if that affects anything at all, but anyway, whatever, it, it, you know, here I am complaining that people might not be listening to my style and yet I wouldn't give anyone else really the time of day for that. So who am I to complain? Right. Anyway, uh, let, let's get right into this. I don't, I don't want to spend too much time on this one, but this is our top eight podcasts that are running. They're out there. They don't hit. They don't require video, uh, and they they you know cover a, a broad range of topics. So number one, we just we mentioned Twit. So why don't we break right into this? Uh, number one is actually Security Now, and Security Now is that's a show that's been running I think almost ten years, uh, and uh, as some shows on the on the Twit network that's at twit.tv uh, have been. 
And uh, ooh, just had a glass of water there. <laughs> and Steve Gibson uh, and Leo Laporte co-host, you know, uh, the show. And Steve Gibson is just brilliant. Uh, he is an absolute hero of mine. Uh, I, I love the man. He's he's just he's great. Uh, they call him the explainer in chief, which may be where even though I didn't come up with the libertine in chief, that was a name, a nickname that a listener gave to me. Uh, you know, maybe that's kind of where that came from, is that, you know, Steve Gibson's the explainer in chief. The Golden Stallion, Brian Sovereign, is the libertine in chief. And so uh, but he explains, you know, in, in, in as simple language as is possible, and sometimes it's not that possible. Uh, what is going on in the realm of security and a lot of tech developments in general uh, that have to do with networking and not even, you know, networking. And, you know, Steve Gibson's just been around for so long. Um, I don't know if he's in his 60s now or not, I imagine, but maybe he isn't. Uh, but he's been he's been around for so long. I mean, he's seen really the Internet from the beginning in many ways, um, this is a guy that's gotten job offers from DARPA, from the NSA, from others, you know, and he generally turns them down. He's not an anarchist, but uh, he certainly believes in freedom, I think, in many ways. And, uh, you know, he just the, the topics he covers. I mean, he does it in such a such a great uh, does such a great job of it. Uh, and there's so much information to soak in, uh, you know, even if you're not a security minded, you know, person, or like even a necessarily a tech minded person. I think it's a great show to listen to. In fact, they've even gotten emails in the past about it, that, that some people just like the rapport between Leo Laporte and, uh, you know, and, and Steve Gibson, that they just enjoy listening to the show. And Steve Gibson oftentimes will bring up science fiction too. In fact, you know, full disclosure, I really, there's some things that I feel sovereign tech is very original for. Um, the segment stories and things like that. I, I think a lot of that's pretty original. Uh, but in a lot of ways, security now is like my gold standard. It is what I, you know, it's the base level that I want to, you know, achieve or mimic. And, uh, you know, I mean, Steve Gibson, he, you know, they don't edit out his ums and uhs. He's a very conversational explainer. And so I, you know, I do the same. I don't feel a necessity to, you know, to do a lot of heavy editing uh, because, you know, Steve Gibson gets away with it just because the density of the information he's getting out there. And I hope that I deliver the same. So in a lot of ways, you know, I'm, I'm very much I copy a lot of, of Steve Gibson's career, <laughs> I, I have to admit, because, uh, you know, the guy is, is such a hero to me. Uh, so there's so much stuff discussed on there. Uh, generally, I will as far as any like security topic that comes out, I will often I don't always agree with Steve Gibson, but I will often wait to hear what he has to say about it because he uh, gets into the nitty gritty code of so many things, even more than, uh, than perhaps I could. Uh, and he, just, he has a lot of great things to say. And so many of these guys, and we'll talk more about this when we get into the next, uh, you know, our, our second podcast on this list. There's so many of these guys that have been around, they can really offer such unique perspectives that can only come from experience and that can only come from seeing not, not just from experience, but from seeing the formative years of a lot of this technological development. It is a priceless resource uh, to have and, and to be able to listen to. I mean, I feel I always feel so lucky that I grew up, you know, in the late 80s and, and 90s uh, because I got to hear the really like the attitude that existed before the internet was so prevalent, like the attitudes that existed in other networking systems, you know, like, uh, like Usenet and, and IRC, you know, before the World Wide web was the big deal. 
I, I consider that priceless. And, and I, and I know it's actually priceless uh, because so many people today clearly don't know that. And, and they're doing things and they're making what, what one could describe as amateur mistakes that if they just had, a, you know, if they just knew the rules uh, that that a lot of you know cypherpunks and and security guys and computer guys from you know from the past knew already and developed already and had written down uh, that they could have avoided so much of that. And security now is a great way to get that history lesson. It's also a great way to get a lesson on what's going on right now. Uh, I consider it the most important, uh, in many ways, the most important podcast uh, in, in the world, uh, you know, that that's still running. Um, you know, there's podcasts that I certainly consider better that aren't running right now. Okay. In, in, in one shape or another, uh, one form or another, but, uh, but security now is just so key. It is so, so key. And I think you can really get a lot out of it. And like I said, they talk about all kinds of things at points, anything that's really tickling Steve Gibson's fancy. And that's why I didn't feel bad. It's like, you know, with Sovereign Tech, I'm bringing such, uh, you know, kind of serious matters, even though I like to have a lot of fun with it. Uh, but, you know, I want to geek out sometimes. And, and Steve Gibson will geek out. He'll talk about science fiction and some other things uh, here and there. And so I felt like that was kind of a permission slip, uh, you know, for me to, you know, a social permission slip, I guess, to, you know, for me to be able to go ahead and do that, too. And so I've always made sure that that's a part of Sovereign Tech. So check out Security Now. Like I said, I know you might, I mean, give it a couple listens, give it a couple shots. And if you really don't get what's going on, okay, that's fine. You know, but I think that there's so much and, and Steve Gibson does such a great job of explaining things. And sometimes Leo Laporte will jump in and try and dumb it down a little more if necessary. Uh, and it's just today, you know, people need to be aware of what's going on w as far as security goes, uh, because otherwise, you know, even with, oh, you know, blockchain technology so freeing. Look, if you're just handing over uh, you know, the knowledge of blockchain, if you're just handing over uh, what makes society go round and round, which a lot of people want blockchains to make society go round and round. If you don't understand what all that's about, you're just handing it over to the coders. You know, you're replacing one ruling body, that being government with another, which would be the coders. So it's important to understand this stuff. And, you know, or maybe maybe you need to build up to that point. And if you want to build up to that point, the next best place to go <laughs> or the best place to go to build up to where maybe you could get what's happening on security now is our second podcast in this top eight. And that is this week in tech, this week in tech might be the biggest podcast out there. Uh, I might be wrong about that, but I, by the numbers, it's gotta be in the top five. Like, I can't believe there's anyone much, you know, anyone doing a podcast that's much bigger. Uh, this week in tech has been going on. I think in April, it will be 10 years that it's been running. And it is an outcropping, uh, and it's really what the entire Twit network was built around was the popularity of This Week in Tech. But it is an outcropping of what was once known as Tech TV on cable. Uh, this was a channel that I forget who ran it, Ziff Davis or whoever was was running Tech TV. But I used to watch it all the time, uh, and there was a popular show on there that Patrick Norton and Leo Laporte would do called The Screen Savers, where they would, you know, because Leo Laporte's been doing his radio show, The Tech Guy, forever where he just, you know, people call in and he gives them tech advice and all this stuff. And that, that's a fun show too. Uh, but this week in tech was where he, you know, he kind of gets all of his friends together. And so he started doing this with tech TV where, um, you know, he'd have people on guests on, on the screensavers and they would talk about what's going on. And certainly I think technology was a lot more exciting 
uh, because you had more kind of ground up developments, meaning at like at the board level, like right now, most developments are software. And I'm not saying that that's a problem. There's, there's something to be said for getting past the hardware. Okay. But, um, you know, back then in the nineties in particular, there was still a lot of hardware talk. There was a lot of developments, like there was, including at the software level, there was a lot of kernel development still going on. You had BOS, OS2, Warp, you know, and all this stuff getting developed. The nineties was an incredibly exciting time as far as technology goes. And so uh, a network like tech TV could really get away with existing. One could argue it still could because obviously twit, you know, the twit network that this week in tech is on uh, is still going strong. So, uh, this week in tech, you know, it became an outcropping out of the fact that at one point tech TV got rebranded into G4 and it became like a, it became a lifestyle network, uh, you know, kind of a tech geek nerd pop culture lifestyle type network, uh, where attack of the show, I think was probably the largest thing on there. So, so Leo Laporte went off and he made his own network. He did his own thing and it's not on cable. Uh, it's just something, you know, a podcast network that he made. He didn't originally have video. Originally it was just all audio and he'd have his friends on. He'd have John C. Dvorak. He'd have, uh, Jerry Purnell, you know, all these kinds of types of guys he'd have on there. And then it just, it kept growing and growing. It was very, very popular. And they would just talk about the tech news of the week once a week. And they'd, you know, say what's going on. And, uh, it's an insanely popular show and it's still the best way, uh, you know, maybe the best way to get mainstream tech news and to get it explained and to get a good, uh, disparate, a bit of viewpoints, you know, get different viewpoints on it, uh, there. So this week in tech is, is, is another, just, just a priceless, uh, piece of audio that comes out every week. And when John C. Dvorak's on, I love John C. Dvorak, another hero of mine, another guy I've been reading, you know, since I was a kid, really, like in PC Magazine and others. Um, he he comes on. I mean, and he's just hilarious. Him and Leo Laporte are best friends. And so he's not on it enough. And ironically, with This Week in Tech, there's people who never want Dvorak on. And then there's people that just are dying to have him on. I'm in the later camp. I want him on every goddamn week. <laughs> he's, he's so good. Now he's kind of loosely libertarian. He has some funny economic ideas and I think he likes the constitution a little bit. So, you know, that is what it is, but he definitely brings somewhat of a Liberty mindset. Uh, and he'll call bullshit on things that the, you know, that the tech industry is doing that Silicon Valley is doing. And that's a really great thing. And he's another one of those guys that have been around, you know, he's older. He has that experience. He has, he's been there with the, you know, since, you know, from the beginning of a lot of the, like the computer, the personal computer revolution, you know, and all that. Uh, and so that's more priceless insights to get. And it's so funny because they'll have younger guys on and nothing against the younger guys on, uh, you know, on, uh, I mean, I, if I went on, you know, I'm 33, I'd be uh, a younger guy on there, I imagine. But it's so funny when they have the younger guys on there, they get so annoyed with Dvorak because he keeps calling like all these new developments in Silicon Valley. It's like, look, they're all bullshit. They're all crap. It's like this stuff's been tried before. It doesn't work, you know, or he'll, he'll say, come on. It's like, we did it better here and all this. And usually I think he's right. Uh, and he just has a great delivery of humor. It's, it's, it's so good. So Leo Laporte, of course, then just, you know, he's kind of the ringmaster there and just reigns everything in uh and and they they talk about stuff and sometimes i agree with their conclusions sometimes uh, i completely disagree with their conclusions uh and uh and you know i've mentioned this before about sovereign tech i really like the fact that it just you know i've taken on the role of being the anarchist twit you know twit is short for this week in tech uh because this week in tech comes out on sundays which by the way security now comes out on uh, on tuesdays um but that comes out on sundays 
Twit, the Twit network actually doesn't release anything on Saturday. So I like the fact that I'm the Saturday, you know, I like to think of myself as the Saturday show. <laughs> I'm the anarchist twit. I mean, and there's lots of great shows on the, on the twit network though. I mean, uh, tech news today with Mike Elgin's really good tech news tonight with Megan Maroney's good. Uh, I listened to some others this week in Google with Jeff Jarvis. I listen to windows weekly. Uh, you know, I listen to a few shows on there and, and they're all pretty good, but, uh, at the end of the day, security now and this week in tech, I mean, those two shows alone, we're, are probably really great money makers. In fact, I think security now is the second most popular show uh, on the network. If I'm not mistaken, this week in tech, of course, being the most popular. Uh, so it's good stuff. And and I love the guests that they generally have on. It's always interesting to, to hear from them. So, uh, so, you know, those are, there's, there's other tech shows that are going to make it in those, in this list, but those are definitely the two podcasts that I, you know, we started off with the best because those are the two that I make sure I hear Every single week, they I don't wait. The instant they come out, I'm listening to them. So anyway, uh, let's get into number three. And we mentioned John C. Dvorak, so this this goes in well. Uh, the next one is DH Unplugged. And what DH Unplugged is, D stands for Dvorak and H stands for Horowitz. And uh, that's Andrew Horowitz and John C. Dvorak. And, uh, Andrew Horowitz is a, you know, he's a, uh, investor, you know, he's, he's of the, he's in the financial system, uh, uh, broker. He's not an, he's actually a broker. I believe he's not necessarily an investor. Uh, he does his own investments, of course, what broker doesn't, but anyway, no matter what they tell you. <laughs> so this is just the two of them. They talk for like an hour or so, uh, and they're just talking about what's happening in the financial system. And you get such incredible insights because, of course, Dvorak brings in a lot of the, the, the tech knowledge and the history of the tech world uh, in doing this. Uh, but, you know, in general, you, you get a lot of a lot of insights into what's going on overall. Uh, in fact, they were one of the only other people I heard talking about. Now, I don't know if I ever got to talk about this on Sovereign Tech, uh, but I think somebody asked me. I'm pretty sure I did talk about it. But there is the Ebola scare. OK, and they came up. They also thought about the fact and it was about a, maybe a month after I, I think I ever talked about it, but whatever. But they talked about the fact that, yeah, the Ebola scare was actually a way to get out of the tobacco industry because, I mean, you know, we, we can get into the science of, about all that, but, but essentially, you know, to, there's some byproducts of the tobacco industry that gets used for the, uh, you know, the medications for Ebola or, you know, for the treatments for Ebola, uh, whatever those may be. And th that's really what that was all about. That scare was about, you know, was about finance in the, in the tobacco industry. And so there, there's just, there's amazing insights. And these guys aren't necessarily conspiracy theorists, though one could argue Dvorak is, but Horowitz isn't. But I mean, they just, they talk about all kinds of stuff, all these, you know, what's going on in Greece. I mean, and it's not, a, it's not technically a political show, but you just, you get this view from the financial world of everything else that's going on. And you end up with a very, you know, you get that. And then you get like these tech shows that I just mentioned and you get this really well-rounded view of what's happening from those two realms. And, uh, you know, DH unplugged, it is just that unplugged. It's, you know, pretty uncensored. They say whatever they want to say. And of course, Dvorak is always very humorous and uh, that makes for an enjoyable uh, show. You know, he, he plays, I, I don't want to call him the cranky old grandpa, but you know, he definitely plays the grumpy old man. Uh, and my apologies, Dvorak. If, <laughs> I, I don't want to call you old, but anyway, it was just, 
It, it's so good. It, it, it's really, really funny to hear. Um, so DH Unplugged is, is, is good stuff. Uh, you know, even if you're not, it's also a good way to like start picking up on financial terms, even though I hope that the one thing I hope cryptocurrencies does is just wipes out that whole system. Uh, you know, as, as it exists, just, just ends it. Okay. But as far as getting insights to what's going on today, yeah, really key to, 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 to understanding in my opinion, because you're going to get very unique ins- insights from Andrew and, and, uh, and John Dvorak, John C. Dvorak. So why don't I go ahead, let me get out, get the other tech show out of the way that I listen to as far as getting this good overarching view of what's, of what's going on uh, from those perspectives. And that is uh giga ohm which is uh, the, you know, the, the, uh, the journalism empire <laughs> created by Om Malik, uh, who I've had the pleasure of meeting. He's actually a pretty nice guy. Uh, and he has a, what is essentially a podcast network now. Uh, it's not as serious as like the podcast networks like five by five or, uh, you know, or twit, but it's up there. I mean, it, it does. He has quite a few shows. There's the Chrome show with Kevin Toffel and, and some others. And Kevin's a nice guy. Uh, but the, the real gem that GigaOm offers is the Internet of Things show. And this show, it has varying hosts per week, but they talk about whatever's happening in, you know, whatever's getting developed in the Internet of Things space. And shockingly, Twit doesn't have a show specifically for this. I would think it'd be an easy sell, but GigaOm does. And by and large, I mean, there's... It's really interesting to listen to. Granted, I listen to it. You know, when I listen to the Internet of Things show, I am walking in the door with so much skepticism, you know, like my <laughs> I am looking out. All right. I am not listening to this, listening to this out of enjoyment. I'm listening to it out of some degree of fear. OK, <laughs> because I am the Internet of Things is just such a bad fucking idea, the way that it's getting implemented and, and you know, what gets talked about and whatever. Uh, but this was the very first place, actually, the Internet of Things show. And one of the reasons that I consider a quintessential listening uh, is because it was the first place that I'd heard anywhere. And please understand you know, I, I have my finger on the pulse of the tech world in many ways, uh, and I have my finger on the pulse in the Bitcoin space and the blockchain world and all that. I keep an eye on all this stuff. But the Internet of Things show was the absolute first place months ago where I heard about ADEPT, which is IBM's blockchain technology. OK, is the absolute first place. I don't think anybody else even knew what was happening until it got announced there. And uh, the instant I heard about it, obviously, I was, you know, more or less terrified. Uh, but, uh, and I guess IBM's working with Ethereum to some degree, too. Oh, boy. Um, but uh, actually, the lead developer of, uh, of Adept is a woman, and she will be speaking. She's a keynote speaker at the Texas Bitcoin Conference this year in 2015. So maybe that's something you, you, uh, you want to hear. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I consider the Internet of Things, uh, you know, really quintessential listening as well. Uh, that, that show. And also that's, that's the place where I've heard the quotes of, uh, you know, yeah, well, what if you're away, we can just turn your water off for you. And it's like, Oh, you can just turn my water off. That's, that's great. I, I like the idea of that. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So that, uh, you know, and some people talk about that because I've raised that point before and they say, well, look, you know, the city can turn off your water anyway. So what the fuck are you worried about? It's like, well, it's a lot different than, you know, a bunch, you know, than some crackers or something, uh, you know, and I mean, I mean, cracker in, in, as the, you know, malicious version of hacker. 
Okay. That's racist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, as, as a bad actor, not as a white person. And, you know, a cracker could, could essentially, you know, take over my house, you know, and that all of these, I mean, my argument is very simple with internet of things is that it's creating a whole slew of points where, you know, a, a whole bunch of, of gateways where I can lose control of my security and of my information. So it's just, it's a bad idea any way around it. Uh, and so anyway, the internet of things show, I listen to that. That's one that, that, like I said, I don't listen to that out of uh, enjoyment. I listen to that out of, uh, you know, out of absolute fear. So, uh, so that, that's, uh, that's an interesting one to, to keep an eye on. So, and it's, it's kind of ironic too, because oftentimes the, the, the female host on there, she like, she's always acting like so happy and cool and she's so calm and so nice, uh, you know, on the show. But like, I just, I feel like the things that they're talking about are just so like, not good <laughs> that, that it, it kind of comes off as creepy, uh, when I hear it. So anyway, Let's move on to uh, to another show. Uh, this is so. What are we up to? Number four. So I want to get away from perhaps more serious subjects, and I want to talk about a show that. So it's still running. I don't like it as much as I used to. I still hear it because uh, it's someone else's that lives in this home's uh, guilty pleasure, and this show is puke in the gang. <laughs> And, uh, I end up, you know, whether I want to or not, I, I hear it every week and, uh, <laughs> um, this puke in the gang, how to describe it? Well, how do you describe a hurricane? Right. <laughs> this is a, uh, you know, it has the tagline of being the greatest tragedy of all time. And it is certainly that it is a train wreck of, 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 of a podcast. It is so terrible. Uh, I mean, now, now let me, let me be clear on what I mean by terrible. The puke who is James Schmill, uh, he, who is a, a friend of mine. I, I, I love, I love puke, but his nickname's puke. And so, uh, it's him and his friends. And, you know, usually they'll have a guest on of some, some kind. I've been on the show in the past. Uh, the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy has been on the show many times in the past as well. And it's a lot of fun to be on. Usually they're drinking that, you know, they get drunk and they do uh, Brett Vinat is on it often, which uh, that might be a uh, uh, might have dropped a hint as to some other show that will appear on this list. But anyway, uh, you know, Brett Vinat of the School Sucks. <laughs> Brett Vinat of the School Sucks Project. I'm going to leave that in. <laughs> uh, is on there often. And it's great when he's on. I, I will listen when he's on because he is hilarious. He is one of the funniest guys I've ever known. And so is puke. And that's part of what makes it so good. Um, but anyway, this is just a show where they just talk about whatever, you know, they, they really, they bullshit about any subject, uh, usually the guests they have on. Uh, and they've had a lot of, you know, if, if you listen to Liberty podcasts, just about anybody that has a Liberty podcast by and large has at one point been on puke in the gang. And that may be the real uh, the thing that that'll excite a lot of people about it, or at least in the past, it's what I used to enjoy about it is that it was very much an inside view because the show used to be based out of keen. Now it's based out of somewhere else. Um, but it used to be a very inside view, an insider view of what was happening in the activist community in New Hampshire. And it, I mean, it was really, it was, um, what was it? There used to be that show with, was the name Brian Daly or not, not maybe not Brian Daly. Brian. Brian Hagen, Brian Hagen? No, 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 no. This was on the E Entertainment Network. Oh. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was uh, 
the, the talk soup was the, was the name of the show. I can't remember the names of the guys that, that used to be on that. Brian Hansen maybe was his name. Anyway, where you just kind of like, I don't even know why I brought that up now. <laughs> yeah. Puke in the gang talks. Yeah. Yeah. It was kind of that. Like, I mean, just, just like nonsense news coming out and, and you just, you would talk about it and, you, you know, you, and they just rip on anybody, which was, that was great too. They'd rip on Ian Freeman. They, you know, they rip on whoever. Uh, and when they were in Keene, they also had, uh, so, someone who I, I just love. I think she's great. Um, they would have, uh, Julia on the show and she, boy, she, she's great. When she starts complaining, she's hilarious. Or, you know, she's talking about micro penises or something like that. Uh, she, she's really awesome. So, <laughs> And she'd talk about sex on the show, too. That's the other thing that's missing is that because now it's just a bunch of guys. It's just a bunch of white guys. And, well, Andrew's Jewish. But anyway, that's an age old debate <laughs> whether or not Jewish is white. Uh, but anyway, you know, it's just a bunch of guys. And like they generally don't talk about. I know they're talking about cars or whatever, but they have like puke has this has a real comedic quality. Like he's really quick witted and very funny and they use drops uh, and they're He's very good with using drops, you know, where a sound bite will come in or whatever. Like my girlfriend to suck 37 dicks or something, you know, that'll just come out of nowhere. And it's uh, and it's all it's all very funny. So but say recently, ever since Julia left. Uh, I haven't found the show to be as good. And in fact, they must have gotten the feedback a lot because I'll still hear them say we're like Andrew, who's, uh, you know, the other uh, person who's on the show often enough. Andrew will say very often, you know, it's like you mean back when Julia was on. So somehow he's gotten that feedback from others as well, that the show was really good when Julia was there. And then it kind of tapered off. I don't I don't know. Anyway, and they do live shows. I've been on there. They do. They'll do a live show at uh, like at Liberty Forum. And I've uh, appeared on those as well. Uh, and it's just it's so funny. People will just, you know, the bottom of the hotel because Liberty Forum used to be at the Crown Nashua. And uh, they they would everybody, you know, the, the the studio, the radio equipment would all be set up downstairs by the pool and everybody would hang out down there. And when Puke and the Gang was on, everybody was lined up. I mean, because it's just such an entertaining, the craziest shit that gets said, the stories that get told, all this stuff. It's really great. So Puke and the Gang, and in some ways, it's still kind of an insider because of the guests that they'll have on, because it'll be other, generally, it'll be other Liberty people that live in New Hampshire. It's very much an insider view, not just of activism, but of, of New Hampshire in general. So it, it can be enjoyable for that. Uh, uh, but anytime Brett's on, it, it's it's guaranteed gold. Uh, and if they ever had Julia on again, which I guess they've tried to reach out to have her on again and whatever's happened to happen. But, uh, you know, it, it's good stuff. But you can check it out now. So technically it's still running. I don't listen to it like it was it was must listen, uh, you know, like a year ago when 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 Julia was on. It, it was just it was top drawer stuff. Uh, it's still very, very good. I don't mean to insult those guys, but uh, but they wouldn't care if I did anyway. So. <laughs> Because I think they'd just be happy for the press. So, and you know, one thing I actually, I tweeted about puking the gang. I will say this because they are like, as long as, you know, I listen to them because then I know how far, how low can I set the bar? You know, like in, in topics and what gets talked about, because they'll, they'll talk about Nazis. They'll talk about anything on there. And so as long as I don't get to that below the bar that they do, and one time I actually, I'll admit, I tested that bar. I sent them, I'll admit, I sent them a very racist song and I said, look, you guys got to play this. And they wouldn't do it. Like, like they, they, they stopped it halfway. And so, so I tested that bar. So they do have limits. 
Uh, but anyway, I think, boy, I think I've talked about puking the gang far more than any of the other shows. <laughs> it's the one I, I don't even like to, you know, totally like, I mean, it's just, it's funny. It's a very funny show to, to listen to. Uh, and, and it, it's always the zingers that come out, you know, and then sometimes the shows they've done, they've monetized their show now. I mean, they've really grown quite a bit. So kudos to them. Kudos to puke in the gang. Uh, do, do check it out. If you haven't, uh, but keep in mind, it is pure comedy. Don't expect to be getting a, a bunch of enlightenment out of listening to it. But I, I love those guys. So anyway, uh, let's move on. You know, we mentioned Brett Vinat. Why don't we go there? Uh, and that is this is a show. Now, bear in mind, I'm only talking about shows that are still running, uh, you know, pretty actively as to where there are other shows that may do what I'm about to des- that may have done what I'm about to describe what School Sucks Project does which is Brett Vinat's show. Uh, you know, they're, they're not running. Maybe I'll talk about them later. Okay. So there's a hint into the bonus section. So school sucks project is very much the, I mean, this is really the, um, well, it's a, it, it has a lot going for it. It, it. Much like I feel I like sovereign tech to do where it has a, a whole, you know, covers a, a gamut of things. And sometimes it has fun and sometimes it's very serious. Uh, school sucks really does cover a broad range and it is very much, the show that forwards, I mean, it's called the school sucks project because of course, Brett Vinat was a, uh, a teacher or a substitute teacher or became a, uh, what do you call it? Not a teacher, Stephanie, what do you call it? A, a tutor. Sorry. Yeah. A tutor, <laughs> you know, he became a tutor at one point and now he does school sucks project full time and good for him for that, you know, to, to really like be living off of his podcast. I would love for that, you know, to, to be able to do that for myself. Uh, I think that's, I mean, that's fantastic. So, and he delivers a very, you know, well edited, you know, uh, uh, information dense show. Uh, and it's goes far beyond the school thing. Like that's how it started was, is, was in questioning education and all this, but then it eventually it, I feel like it kind of morphed into where it started creating a, a, a full, a complete Liberty, uh, picture and, you know, forwarding these libertarian ideas far more than the Mises Institute or really any other podcast out there, any other podcast that, that, that actively runs right now does uh it's it's kind of the the last man standing as far as real intellectual debate um in the in the libertarian you know anarchist community uh in my opinion it is a phenomenal show you are going to learn and you know when you listen to it every episode and he'll do multi-part episodes which is great uh you'll listen to it i mean you're going to learn things i mean it's, it's just it's amazing and i especially from a historical bent too because i, I think brett is a, a fan of history as am i and uh you know i'll even not that anybody can have a complete command of history i mean it's impossible there's so much of it uh but you know i'll learn things about subjects that i thought i really had wrapped up you know and, and so it's it's a totally invaluable resource uh to me it is probably again as far as ones that are actively developed it is pro- is probably the best uh, Liberty, you know, anarchist podcast out there, uh, right now. No, it's not probably it, it just is. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's so, so good. Uh, I, I really love what Brett has going on and I'm glad he gets to reap the rewards of what he delivers. Uh, so, uh, fantastic stuff. School sucks project. Again, d- don't let the name fool you. This is about anarchy and mass and it does a job and he has great, he does, it does the job. He has great guests on, uh, often enough and, uh, just, just fantastic. So I can't, I can't really recommend, uh, you know, another presently running podcast more. 
you know, as, as far as if you're looking for like an introduction or getting into the deeper issues, even, uh, you know, of, of, of anarchist thought, uh, you know, and, and, and what that all means. So uh, anyway, let, let's move on to what may be the other side, uh, but it is an anarch. It is without a doubt. You know, some people may want to say this, well, they're not really anarchists. Okay. And whatever, but, but, uh, but this is kind of the other side of the spectrum of anarchy. And that is, there's a show by crime think now crime think, and that's crime think it's think with a C at the end, not, uh, not a K crime think is a, is a relatively old, you know, a couple decades, at least, if not a lot more, uh, uh anarchist, uh, collective, you know, it, group that you did what I wouldn't call You can't call them a company <laughs> uh, that has been putting out printed material about anarchy and all that for a long time. Now they are definitely far more of what you would call red and black. Uh, they are far, far on that side of, you know, red and black and that all gets into funny terms, but whatever they're anarchists. And uh, I, they have a podcast that they've started. They only started in the past year and it's called the X worker. And I think that it is just, it's really a, a really a precious podcast uh, <laughs> because so much of anarchist podcasts that are out there only come from more the Miesian bent or the capitalist bent to get one that really is from the complete other side. Uh, and to hear those perspectives, perspectives on feminism, perspectives on like the genuine history of uh you know, of, of, of anarchism, you know, from like Proudhon and, and, and all of that uh, is really, I mean, it, it's priceless. It's precious. It, it, it's just, it's great. And it's not the most exciting podcast to listen to like school sucks. Uh, Brett, make sure that it's engaging. I feel uh, as, as do many of the other podcasts that I listed off. X worker is kind of dry. I have to admit it. Uh, kudos to them for having a, you know, a woman on their podcast, <laughs> but uh, you know, it is kind of a dry delivery, but the historical perspectives you get from that side of anarchism, from that aspect of anarchism uh, is, is just fantastic. And I think you'll have, in my opinion, listening to, you know, listening to uh, the ex worker, you will have a leg up. Uh, on so many other people that consider them anarchists, particularly of the more of the ANCAP bent or, you know, more of the, you know, people that are in the circles that you'd hear on LRN.FM or, you know, maybe that you'd even meet uh, people that listen to Sovereign Tech. Uh, you're going to have a real leg up on them as far as an understanding of, you know, a lot of these because a lot of these ideas, you know, they're 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 not new. They're really old. But no one will tell you that. Most people think history started with, uh, you know, with with Rothbard or maybe they'll say Mises or maybe they'll say uh, Menger, you know, or, or or they'll say the Catholic Church of all things. Believe me, they'll say that Tom Woods. So, you know, to get to get a perspective of where, you know, some some very serious anarchist thought uh, comes from, I think that crime thinks. Crime thinks resources in general are really interesting to look at. I'm not saying that they're right or that they're perfect or that that's the way to go. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that it is a perspective that is important. And I think that if you can, if you can get past, because believe me, they're going to do this really fast to you in anything that crime thing does, including the X worker podcast. If you can get past the fact that they're bashing capitalism, you're going to find, you're going to hear some ideas and you're going to hear some history that you say you are of the capitalist mindset that you're going to go, whoa, I could implement this here. 
Okay. Uh, you, you know, it, it's really people sell themselves short when they write people off just because they may disagree with some kind of central tenant of yours. Uh, I mean, yeah. Okay, fine. You don't want to spend too much time with it, but you do want to get some idea of what's going on, you know, especially if they have a very well thought out and sometimes even historical case. I know that, uh, that uh, appealing to historicity is a logical fallacy. See, I listen to school sucks project. <laughs> so anyway, but, but still, I think that it, it is a priceless resource to have out there, uh, the ex worker and you find out about, you know, cause that's the funny thing too, is a lot of people don't realize, you know, there's anarchists all over the place. And okay, yes, they're not of the bent that you're thinking of. They're not from Rothbard school or something. Okay, but they are anarchists. They still want, they want just as little government as you do. Um, I don't necessarily know where a lot of this whole notion that, well, if, uh, you know, if they're, if they're red and black, they want to shoot you if you, uh, you know, for, for whatever reason. Like if you don't believe in communism, we're going to kill you. Uh, honestly, I've met a lot of red and black people. I've met people that are with crime think, and I've never heard anything of the sort. Where the, I mean, I've heard them be concerned, you know, about uh, which I mean, can you blame them? Have you seen some of the things that have happened recently in the ANCAP movement? Can you blame them for being concerned about, you know, what these quote unquote capitalists are going to do? All Sculch Chili, anybody? So anyway, regardless, I mean, you know, crime think I think that there's there's some really valuable information to be had from there. And this stuff shouldn't just be written off. OK, I mean, your time is limited. Spend it on how you want. But I don't think it should be written off. And I enjoy listening to the ex worker. I get some really valuable perspectives and some valuable uh, insights in history. I really do. I, I, I enjoy it. So anyway. Uh, now, yeah. OK, what's the if there's one anarchist podcast I'd recommend listening to, would the ex worker be it? No. I already told you I'd listen to school sucks or something, you know, but anyway, so let, let's get on to, uh, to, to, a, how many did we do here? Is that, is that seven? Did we already get through seven? Oh, it's pretty good. Okay. Let's get on to the last one. The last one's totally for fun. Uh, the last one is something that I just get pure enjoyment out of. Uh, I can't really handle sometimes the monologues that this guy gives because he's kind of mainstream. Uh, so, you know, you, you, you cringe at it. Uh, but, Whatever, it, it's still good. And that is the Eddie Trunk show. Now, Eddie Trunk, um, I've had the pleasure of meeting Eddie Trunk in the past. He's a great guy, just a genuinely nice guy. Uh, and he, you know, even though he likes football, <laughs> uh, Eddie Trunk, um, he has been in the metal scene in the radio world. He's a DJ and he's been doing it for a long, long, long time. He's, he's been around for decades. He's not old. But he, not that old, but I mean, you know, he's he's been around for decades. And uh, the Eddie Trunk Show is a podcast that he started on the Podcast One Network, which gets a bunch of guys like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jim Ross, Chris Jericho. I mean, they're they're loaded on that on that network. It's pretty amazing. Maybe I can get on there at some point because they don't mind it being uncensored either, which is pretty great. So, but he has the cool thing about Eddie Trunk is he gets the metal musicians from the '60s, '70s, and '80s and even the early nineties. Uh, and, and you get to find out what's going on with them, what they're still doing, because as I, I mean, I did two metal specials on this show. I mean, these guys are still making music. These guys are still doing things. I mean, this is their job, you know, and they never get any press in the mainstream. They're not going to be on iHeartRadio, And so, uh, you know, Eddie trunk is there to, you know, to, or they're not going to be at the Grammys or whatever. So Eddie trunk brings them on and, you know, and they talk and they, they reminisce, 
uh, you know, about like what things were like in the eighties and, and all of that. Or they talk about, you know, like present, you know, cause heavy metal is notorious for its feuds, you know, uh, between bands and all this stuff. And you find out some of those feuds, like there's new ones and some still exist and you kind of get updates on that, uh, which is pretty interesting to hear. Uh, he doesn't play any music in in the in the podcast but you can listen to his radio show and he's like on Sirius FM and all that and of course they do the that metal show on VH1 Classic which is a wildly popular show and this is pretty much that that's the thing if you've ever seen that metal show uh, even though he doesn't have the other guys with him uh his podcast the Eddie Trunk show is that metal show put into podcast form by and large it's not the same thing but the style's the same the, the format's more or less the same and so it's really great. I, I love it. Uh, and, and I listen to it all the time. He has fantastic guests. He had recently, he had on Michael sweet from striper, which I know I'm an atheist, you know, free thinker. Uh, but I still listen to a Christian band. Oh my God. I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> well, if you ever heard against the law, their album against the law, you'd know what I'm talking about. But anyway, uh, actually Michael sweet just had a new album come out. Uh, he worked with George Lynch from doc and fantastic stuff. So, uh, the Eddie Trunk show, you know, he does monologues where sometimes he talks about sports and, you know, I could I couldn't care less about that. Uh, but the interviews he does are great. He has a great interview style, very personable style. And he'll do a lot of uh, because he's he's so in, you know, in the metal scene that he gets a lot of like insights and inside info. And he'll even play like sometimes he'll play his voicemails that he gets. You know, like he got a voicemail from Chris Jericho and he played it on, you know, on, on air, quote unquote. And, and it was it was so cool to, to hear that. So you kind of get that whole family feel. And that's, you know, that leads me to now that we, we've gone over um, the, our, my top eight uh, shows I listen to. This, this kind of gets into like the, the power of the podcasts. Um, but before I which which is well, OK, yeah, let me let me talk a little bit about that and then I'll talk about it more, which is very much that when these things come out so often. You know, you really get to take in content that matters to you. Now, there's something to be said for getting content that you normally wouldn't put through your personal filter and the benefit of that. That's largely kind of what I've been talking about here is listening to shows that may not totally gel with your ideology. OK, um, there's there's an importance in that. But with a lot of these podcasts, you really get to take in people that think very much like you. And so you get a sense of family. By listening to podcasts, you know, when I used to listen to free talk live, uh, which is a great podcast that that deserves an honorable mention. I mean, very important in my life. I work for them. So, <laughs> uh, but when I listen to free talk live, uh, you know, when I used to back in New York, I mean, that was like, that was so comforting to know that at least somebody's out there that has these ideals, you know, and, and especially to hear it, boy, like free talk live, they do it every day, three hours a day. Uh, that's I mean, that, that's, that's just a amazing, an amazing comfort. I mean, you can really, you know, you feel like they're family in a very real sense. Uh, lots of people that I've listened to their podcasts in many ways, I feel like they're my real family, you know, and, and that's just a, a, you know, well, to use the word again, it's a precious thing to have. Uh, it's a good way to keep up with people perhaps that you're friends with. Uh, I listen to friends podcasts and I enjoy it. And it is kind of my way to sort of keep up with them with, you know, what's going on with them. If I can't uh, just, you know, get in touch with them or go visit them or something. It's, it's really, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, podcasts, you know, and in fact, uh, Leo Laporte is famous for saying that audio is an intellectual medium as to where video is more all about the entertainment and, and kind of the agenda or whatever. But, but that, but that audio is the real uh, medium of the intellect. And I think there might be a lot of truth to that. So, 
uh, w- with that in mind, I want to make the, you know, the bonus podcast, the podcasts that aren't really like totally 100% running right now, uh, but have been, to, you know, were definitely, if they were still hard, you know, hard and heavy going right now, they would have topped my list. They would have beat security now easy. You know, they really top my list. And those two, there, there's two of them I want to mention. The first one is Complete Liberty. Uh, by Wes Bertrand and who I've, I've fortunately been able to become a friend with uh, in, in recent years. And this podcast, it's still, he still releases some stuff. Um, but it, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, it's a little more infrequent than it's been. And, but you can go back to the back catalog because much like school sucks project where it covers, uh, you know, uh, you know, does like multi-episode coverings of, of various subjects and, you know, Wes will often have guests on as well. Uh, it's just, it's, it's top notch. You can go, you know, listen all the way back. I mean, and it is, it's called complete Liberty because it is just that it is trying to wrap around. It is trying to uh, deliver a complete package of all these different perhaps ideologies or principles or whatever that it takes to really get that anarchist, uh, you know, ideal or, you know, that anarchist, uh, that complete package of it, of liberty. And, uh, you know, that, that was one of the first places I heard, you know, that I'd heard real, uh, and, you know, nonviolent communication content that we've talked about on Sovereign Tech in the past, uh, along, you know, a slew of whole, you know, whole other, all, all other topics. I mean, it's just amazing what gets covered in that. Uh, so do check out that, uh, you know, again, this, some episodes are still coming out there and it's good stuff. Um, but then, of course, the other mention, and I don't think this is going to surprise anybody. Uh, maybe this show will come back one day. Uh, but, you know, and, and you can, uh, cl- what is it, cl- clack? clap your hands or click your heels if you believe or something. But uh, but Pork Therapy, P-O-R-C-Therapy.com, uh, run by the lovely and hyper-intelligent Dr. Stephanie Murphy, a show I actually, where I got my podcasting chops uh, because she kindly had me on uh, quite a few times uh, eventually. And... Uh, but really like pork therapy was the show, like it's a free talk live definitely got me introduced, introduced into some of these ideas as well. Uh, but pork therapy, as I've always said, it, it, it takes you from, you know, if, if free talk live is the elementary school and, and in many ways, you know, complete Liberty does the same thing. Uh, but, but pork therapy, you know, took, took you to, to college, not to say that college is a good thing. Okay. But, but for, for the analogy, you know, it, t- it takes you, t- it really takes you to school. Okay. And, uh, you know, it, and it was like, it was kind of, it was, what was interesting about it too, was that pork therapy was in many ways, it was current events. It was talking about stories that would come up, you know, throughout the week as to where more like school sucks project and even complete Liberty isn't necessarily current events. It's more like addressing the ideas directly. And so I felt like as much as school sucks and complete Liberty do this too, but like pork therapy was really that, application of these ideas. It was like, okay, you get the ideas, but now let's lay down the arguments and let's lay down the application of what it means to what we're, what's happening right now with this news story or that news story or whatever. And there was a lot of other fun things too. In fact, eventually because the show ended up, uh, you know, it, it took a couple different formats throughout its, its run, but eventually became a three hour show. Uh, it wasn't always three hours. Was it Stephanie? Yeah, it was two hours and it was right. That's what I remember correctly. It was two hours and it was three hours. And the third hour kind of became the sex and science hour, which eventually cropped out into becoming the show that Stephanie and I were actually doing, which was the sex and science hour on the Let's Talk Bitcoin network, which at one point was when it was running was the second most popular show on that network. Uh, so people definitely, 
enjoyed and, and we converted a lot of anarchists I remember on that show. So, but I can say this is that Stephanie definitely converted a lot of people completely on her own for years. Uh, you know, when she was running pork therapy, it is a top notch show. There's still so much to get from listening to it. Uh, she was great about interacting with listeners uh, like in real time during the show at times. Uh, I mean, that can, that can be overbearing and uh, I'm sure she, she would talk about that where it just, it would be too much at times. Uh, but, uh, you know, she was right on top of it. It was a call in show. People got to call in. Uh, it was, it was good stuff. I mean, it was just, it, it, it is, I've said this before on Sovereign Tech. It is the best podcast, you know, I've ever heard. It's the most important to me. It helped. I wrote into it and it very much helped me get my life back in order you know, get my life changed. So I'm forever, forever thankful to it for that. Okay. And of course, Stephanie for that, but, uh, yeah, pork therapy is amazing. You can still go to the back catalog and at, at certain points you'll even hear from me and <laughs> in that, uh, but listening to, you know, what Stephanie has to say about these stories, even though some of these stories have come and gone, uh, I think is, is really, really valuable, uh, for a person to get into. So maybe it'll come back one day. And if it does, I'm sure it'll be insanely popular, uh, because Stephanie has only grown since. And, uh, you know, and I look forward to that. So there you have it. In the end, I guess I gave you somewhat of a top 10, <laughs> but it's the top eight of the ones that are still going and, uh, and the couple that, uh, you know, that you can check out the, the back catalog of. And I think you really, really get a lot out of it, uh, you know, from the anarchist perspective and, you know, from all kinds of perspectives. So I hope you enjoyed this. I don't want to go any longer with this. This was just meant to be a little fun, uh, you know, letting you know what I listen to, why I listen to it, you know, and, uh, and actually if you start listening to some of this stuff, maybe you'll see, maybe you'll get, uh, some inside hints into what's being said on sovereign tech at times, because sometimes I'm reacting, uh, to what these other shows may say. And, uh, you know, you may not realize that, or I may not present, uh, that necessarily though. Often I will, I'll admit when I'm, you know, someone makes a great point on one of these shows, I'll quote them. I'll quote Mike Elgin. I'll quote Leo Laporte. I'll quote Steve Gibson, uh, you know, and whoever else. Uh, so anyway, these are all, you know, just rock solid shows to, to enjoy. Uh, and, and I hope you, you know, if you want to, you get to enjoy them as well. And, uh, yeah, you know, keep listening to Sovereign Tech too. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Carpe Lucem, everybody. I'll see you on the other side. You just experienced Sovereign Tech. Go to SovereignTech.com, that's S-O-V-R-Y-N-Tech.com, and connect with us there. Find links from today's show and catch our podcast feed. Sovereign Tech is copy heart. Copying art is an act of love, and love is not subject to law. So please, share the show however you like. Welcome to the evolution.